You hear me now? Amen. Good to see you in the house of the Lord and good to be back. And uh, uh, we got some folks married off in South Carolina last week. And so praise the Lord for that. And, and so far, they're still together. <laughs> and they had to spend their whole honeymoon now quarantined. So y'all pray for them. This is really, uh, I was laughing with them. I said, if you survive these two weeks, you got it made. You, you can make it all the way. But uh, uh, anyway, good to see you in the house of the Lord. How many of you, how many of you came expecting to hear something from God today? Uh, boy, I'm excited about today's message. The Lord put on my heart to get back into our study in Ephesians. And, and the next thing up was uh, just something I believe. Uh, it, listen, if you're already saved today, it's a reminder of how the grace of God and what he did for us. If you're not saved today, it'll be a, uh, about as clear as I know how to put it of your condition right now and what the Lord wants to do for you. So uh, I pray either way you pay attention today and the Lord would bless you. Father, just want to thank you again for the, just the privilege it is to assemble together today, Lord. I, I pray today, Lord, you'd have your will, your way in here. We pray that Jesus would be lifted up, magnified, glorified. And, and Lord, we just, we just can't wait to hear from you. We can't wait to praise you now as we get ready to lift our voices up in song, Lord, and glorify you. And and certainly you're worthy of all our praise. And Lord, a little later as we open up the bread of life, I pray that you just bless, Lord, the teaching and the preaching and challenge our hearts, Lord. May we be reminded of your great grace today, Lord. May we be challenged, Lord, uh, to, to walk therein. And Lord, may we, may we leave this place if someone's not here saved today. They could be converted, saved by the grace of God, changed eternally through the power of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless our, our service today, I pray. Bless Brother Ethan as he comes to sing in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, hello. Good morning again. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. The whole purpose of praise and worship is to give glory to God. This first song we're going to sing is Crown Him <clears throat> with Many Crowns. Let's please stand as we sing. You know, we're singing to the King, and, King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And typically, whenever you're uh, trying whenever you're singing to someone of authority or someone in a high position, you're probably not going to sing, you know, crown him with many crowns. You know, you're going to be belting it out. And if, if we're serious about it, if we're serious about praising God, we're going to sing out loud. So please join as we sing, crown him with many crowns. Oh, let's see. 
evermore we're called to give thanks in every single circumstance and as we were even saying last week we've got so much to be thankful for we've been blessed so 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 much let's sing give thanks give thanks with a grateful heart give thanks to
for singing. You may be seated. Howl at each other like the bear does on the screen. <laughs> And welcome each other to church. Good to see each and every one of you. I miss the handshaking and the hug time. I don't know about you, but uh, one day, one day, amen, uh, we got a God in heaven. He's going to make a way to get back to doing that again, I believe. Uh, so real quick on some announcements, make sure you're all on the same page. Uh, listen, a night at the races, that's this coming Saturday night. If you're interested, let me let me back up and say two things. Number one, they, they're limiting the amount of people that can come because of all this mess. And so we have to pre-buy tickets. So we have to pre-purchase tickets. So I'm going to be ordering tickets tomorrow. There's a bunch of you that have signed up, and I'm thankful for that. If some reason you can't go, I need you to mark it off today, though, because because they're not they're not cheap, and we're going to be pre-buying those. They're 25 bucks a piece. But uh, but looking forward to a great night at, at the races. We'll we'll meet here around four or five. I'll give eBay everybody signed up a, a call later this week. We'll finalize it. But next Saturday night, hey, let's go let's go down and have a good time of fellowship and and get dirty, watch some dirt racing. Somebody's amen on that. That's that's, that's that's cl I'm sure there's dirt racing in heaven. I'm almost positive of that. And uh, if there's not, it'll surprise me anyway. Uh, going on, ladies' prayer advance. Uh, uh, praise the Lord. Or, or you can still sign up for that. That's coming. Our ladies' ministry, Clater Lake Retreat. I believe that thing is totally full. So praise the Lord for that. Many, many are going and thankful for that. And uh, so if you haven't paid your uh, uh, deposit, please uh, make take care of that pretty soon. And right around the corner, it won't be long. We'll blink in October. will be here. And uh, my friend evangelist Taylor Galipsy will be here. And uh, uh, just uh, looking forward to have you. I haven't had him here before. You, you, I know you don't know him. But uh, Brother Denny, Brother Denny's here, my cousin. And uh, he's been to Shindle Heights many times. Uh, and we're in for a treat, aren't we? Amen. Good, good, just faithful preacher of the Word of God. Thankful for that. And uh, so glad you're here today. And so without any further ado, we're going to head right into the special, I believe. And I'll just hand you one of these unless they're working. Try them out. Got them working. Like a river, I 
705. Help us on the last one. I don't know if I can sing it or not. Verse 4. do is just take one moment here and let's spend a moment in prayer not only for the service but but i believe i may believe in corporate prayer amen and uh, and we want to just pray and uh, let's get get our hearts ready for the preaching and teaching of the word of god here in a moment so so pray for yourself and pray that god would open your heart to anything that he uh any area he wants to show you that uh that wants to work in your life and then also do this pray specifically for somebody you know that needs christ and uh and let's be praying for, for their conversion today. So let's spend a moment or two. You pray, and I'll close us here in just a moment. Father, this morning we think about just your great grace and your mercy that you extended to us. And Lord, I think back to that wonderful day beside the race car at Eastside Speedway when you saved my wretched old soul. And I want to praise you for that today, Lord, and just thank you for that. And Lord, there's so many around us. There's so many folks we run into and work at our workplaces, Lord, at our there's family members and friends, Lord, that 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 need to have a day like that need to have a day where they get to the end of themselves and they, they truly repent, change their mind, and turn and put their trust in the fact that you died for us, was buried and rose again. And, Lord, my prayer today is, Lord, for every name that was mentioned here during our private time of prayer, Lord, every name you heard brought up from your people today that need you, Lord, I pray that you just draw them unto you, Lord, and I pray that they would choose to believe and trust in you. And, Lord, I pray that we'd see fruit from the labor of our prayers this morning. Lord, for our needs now, I pray that you start with me. I pray that you'd open my heart, Lord. And, and today, Lord, may we be reaffirmed in the, the great grace, Lord, that you extended to us. May we be reaffirmed and encouraged by what you did for us, who we were and now who we are in Christ. And, and Lord, may we, may we be reminded, Lord, there's still a lost world out there that needs to be converted as well. 
And you've given us the task to preach the gospel to every creature. Help, help us remember those things today. Bless now our final song or two and bless the teaching and preaching in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand as we sing uh, the final uh, two songs this morning. Fairest Lord Jesus followed with more precious than silver. Isaiah 33, 17. Thine eyes will see the King in His beauty. Jesus is altogether lovely. He is he's more than we can imagine. Let's sing. Fairest Lord Jesus. more precious than silver psalm 16 tells us that he is uh, more uh, than we could ever imagine he's fairer i'm trying to let's say i'm trying to actually remember the whole entire thing but the you O lord uh, it, it has it right here look at that thou art my lord apart from thee i have no good thing at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore in thy presence is fullness of joy Sing more precious than silver. Lord, you are more precious than silver. Lord, you are more costly than gold. Beautiful than diamond. 
one here. Amen. We got backups to the backups and to the backups. Another recorder here. Hold on, we'll get that one running. I figure if I record myself enough times, I'll finally sound good one of these days. <laughs> yeah. Amen. There we go. I think we got it all. Ephesians chapter 2 this morning. Turn to your Bibles. Ephesians chapter 2 this morning. For the Lord's help, here's what I want to do. I want to get back into our, our preaching series we were doing. How many of you remember way back before this COVID thing happened? We were working through the book of Ephesians and, uh, and, uh, we were, we, we really made it through Ephesians chapter one and, and I felt led to just kind of sit there and do some other stuff for a while, but the Lord's pressed on my heart this week. Let's get back to it a little bit. Let's get back to going through the word of God some and learning some more and, and, uh, and so that's where we're heading right back and we'll start a brand new little mini series if you want to look at it that way and last time we called the the chapter one we called that the treasure chest of god's blessings and we saw all that we were blessed with we'll, we'll review a little bit of that here in a moment but today so we get into chapter two i'm calling this this part of the series in chapter two before and after really if you pay attention to, in ephesians chapter two and you read through it really everything throughout the chapter is 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 paul writing to these ephesian believers and he's reminding them of who they were before christ and then right after that, he reminds them of what Christ did and who we are in Christ. And it's a before and after, all the way through, really, the chapter. And so that's what our, our little mini-series here will be called. Well, how many of you listen to the news? <laughs> I hope you I hope you don't listen to it too much. But you know there's a new term. Well, it's really not a new term. But there's a term that is used a lot in our society today with all that's going on. How many of you have heard the term woke? Anybody heard that term? <laughs> Uh, we, we seem to, everywhere we turn around, we hear this word woke. I decided, you know, since I hear it all the time, we, we ought to know what it means. So I looked it up. Webster said this. Here's what the word wake, woke means. It is simply the past tense of awake <laughs> or to wake up. It means you were asleep and now you've woke up. That, that makes sense, I guess. And, and our society's take, taking this word and it's began to kind of redefine it, I guess, in a way and to mean something that, that they apply to just about every cause under the sun. In fact, I looked up on Wikipedia and here's what it said. It said by the, the late 2010s, the, the word woke had been adopted as a generic slang term broadly associated with left-wing politics Social liberal causes, feminism, LGB2, activism, and cultural issues. That's straight from Wikipedia. The woke culture is really a subculture today if you think about what it is. And, and while it started with some, maybe some decent ideas on social justice, it's been, it's been hijacked and now it's a, they push it for transgenderism, LGBT, uh, feminism. You, you throw in all of it. Anarchists now, leftist issues, so forth. And, and anybody that feels uh, excluded or any type of, uh, offensive phrases now that, uh, listen, you can't do any of it. You notice how PC we got to be, how politically correct and everything we say uh, I'm going to struggle with that and I'll, you probably will too but uh, now listen I don't want to offend anybody that's not the point the point of this but 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 this woke culture we got to be really careful with it you say why we got to be careful with it? it's because of the woke culture today that's tearing down our historical statues I mean you realize that it's the woke culture today that that instead of calling somebody sir or ma'am now they get offended said I don't identify that way now, when you take out being able to call somebody sir and ma'am, you took out my raisin. <laughs> I still say yes, sir, many times to people younger than me. Yeah, just the way I was growing up. And, and it's amazing today, people that get offended with that. And you better ask how they identify first, right? And it's because the woke culture today, men who, who choose to identify as a woman now can participate in woman's sports. Happening all over our society today. 
Isn't that scary? It's because of the woke culture today that Angel Mama's now going to change her name of the... How many of you like that syrup? That's some good stuff, amen? They're going to now change the name and the image on their bottle. Because of this woke culture. The woke culture today, now a, a man or a boy that chooses to identify as a woman or a girl can go in many places into the female restrooms. Isn't that scary? It's because of the woke culture today, the Washington Redskins have now changed their names. Listen, this is the official name as of right now. The Washington football team. That's clever, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. I read one person, he said they should have been called the Washington Possums since they get run over on the road and play dead at home anyway. Amen. I just lost half of you, didn't I? See, the word of the year appears to be woke. In fact, if you turn on your battle today, really, your TV today, really the battle isn't over who's woke anymore. It's over who can be the most woke. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I even got asked this week by a person, and they asked me this. They said, are you woke? <laughs> well, at first my answer was, I guess simply this, well, yeah, I, I, I think I am, but I've been trying to identify as a millionaire and it hadn't worked for me. The bank doesn't agree. My bank account's the same it's always been. But Then I got to thinking about it. I said, you know what? There's a great spiritual application here. Because while we may, may or may not be, need to be woke on some issues and social issues, can I tell you, everybody that lives needs to be woke spiritually. We're paying attention in our society today about being woke socially when the greatest need of our society is to be woke spiritually. Then the Lord brought back to mind where we were heading next in this study, and I said, you know what? I am woke. I'm awoke spiritually in Christ. And I got to share the gospel for them, amen, with them. And so here's my question for you this morning as we get into our, in the message is simply this. Are you woke in Christ? Are you woke spiritually? Not are you woke socially. We understand what they're talking about. But the real question is, are you woke? Because if you've never been woken spiritually, then listen, you're, you're in sad shape. You're on a place, you're on your way to the devil's hell. But praise God, you don't have to go. Because there's a Savior in heaven that loved you so much that he died for you, was buried, rose again, and he wants to save you this very morning. Well, as we get into it, just to remind you where we were in Ephesians chapter 1, way back before COVID, and we learned in that particular chapter the treasure chests of God's blessings. Remember some of the things we learned. We we learned that we were appropriated. He's appropriated us. That means we were chosen. Lord has chosen us corporately as the church before even the foundation of the world. Then we all learned that he adopted us. Y'all remember that? Praise God. Hey, I'm now part of the family of God. I became a new family. I became got a new inheritance, and I'm joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. Then we learned he accepted us. Uh, and I thank God that I'm accepted in Christ. Hey, that still needs to sit in with some of us. You don't have to work to be accepted in Christ. You, you're not accepted because of what you did. You're accepted because of who he is and what he did. Thank God for that. So many a times we're working for performance-based acceptance. Like, I can earn more favor from God if I do this or do this or do that. And boy, that just creeps into legalism. I want to tell you, you are accepted in the beloved, Paul said. And I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for that wonderful fact. And, and then we learned that not only are we accepted, but we went on to learn that we, that he's acquired us. We've been freed. The Bible says he purchased us with his own blood. 
purchased us and he's we've been acquitted he's he's extended to us the forgiveness of sin the bible taught us and then the the day you repented the day you believed that jesus died for you was buried rose again the day that day he saved your soul and that day you were forgiven of the penalty of sin past present and future and i don't know about you but i say amen amen thank you lord jesus and and then we learned we we were abounded in his grace we're going to see more about his grace today and the riches of his grace hath abounded towards us uh, paul wrote in that. Do you know the Christian life, it starts with grace. We're saved by grace. We'll see that today. Hey, but it goes, continues in grace. We're, we're also secured by His grace. We're sealed by His grace. And, and uh, we're even sanctified by His grace. His grace is a part, uh, listen, it starts at the beginning of our Christian life, continues to the middle of our Christian life, and it's by His grace, hey, that I'm already seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And so thank God for the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then then we saw that uh, that that He's awakened us to the to His will. Do you know this? God doesn't want you to go through life not knowing the will of God. And and He's He well, listen. Once you get saved, He's and once you start obeying the light given, He'll give you more light. And thank God, He's got a will for us. And finally, we saw that we were awarded with His inheritance. And Peter put it this way: "To an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved for you in heaven." How many be thankful for all that? And so that's what Chapter One was really all about. It, it, and and uh, lastly, I guess I missed one. He, he authenticated us with the Spirit. Thank God for the Spirit of God. He indwelt us, took up residence. The day you got saved, the Holy Spirit indwelt you, came to live inside of you, and He resides in you, abides in you. And praise God, He's in there because He seals you until the day of redemption. He's in there till the Lord Jesus returns. And so the treasure chest of God's blessings, that, that was chapter 1. But now as we get to chapter 2, here's what Paul starts to focus in on. He's not just the blessings that we have in God and the doctrine truths of that but he now he's going to focus on the doctrinal truth of who we were and now who we are because of christ so before and after and today i want to preach on simply this he explains how a believer can become woke he explains how a sinner become woke and and become a believer is probably a better way to say it let's read together ephesians chapter 2 We'll get done with our long introduction there. How about that? The Bible says this, And you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. He just told us who we were. Like verse 4, though, but God, <laughs> who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved, and have raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith. It's not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in 
them. Father, for the next little bit, as we, we start to expound this scripture, Lord, we saw, we, and we're going to see the before and the after, the before salvation and the after salvation today. I pray that, Lord, for those that are here that are saved, Lord, I pray it would be a reminder of the, the power, the grace, and the mercy, and the love of God that, that what He's done in our lives by, by simply trusting in Him, Lord. But, but for those that aren't maybe here that have never trusted the Lord, for those maybe watching on live stream or, or via radio right now that have never Ever trusted the Lord, then I pray today this would be the day that they would they would go from one side, the before to the after. They would get saved by the grace of God. Bless now the teaching and preaching, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As we look at it, I want you to see first of all this morning the condition, your condition before Christ, your condition before Christ. Read with me verse number one. The Bible says, and you have ye quickened who were, what's that next word? dead in trespasses and sin. The first thing I want you to see this morning is we were dead. <laughs> Listen, he's writing to the Ephesians believers. He said, before you got saved, here's where your condition was. You were dead. You were dead spiritually. And can I remind you, before you and I got saved, before, before we trusted in Jesus Christ, we were dead spiritually. And he paints that picture uh, that without Jesus Christ, we are spiritually dead. That means we're unable to understand spiritual things. That means, listen, uh, the, the Bible says just like a, a physically dead person can't respond to, to stimulus, can't respond to things that, that people say to them, listen, a spiritually dead one can't respond to spiritual things. Uh, that's why it's so important. That, that That's why you look out and you see some of the, the smartest people in the world. How do you even know some smart people? One or two anyway. <laughs> the smartest people in the world, it seems, can't grab the simplicity of the gospel. You want to know why? They're dead. They're dead. You couldn't either, and I couldn't either. For years, I couldn't grab the simplicity of the gospel. You want to know why? I was dead. And you could have quoted me Bible verses till you were blue in the face. Guess what? I didn't understand one of them. You want to know why? Because the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, the Bible tells us. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know him because they are spiritually discerned. Here's why a dead man, listen, dead man spiritually cannot understand spiritual things. That's why, listen, it doesn't do you any good to go quote Bible verses and beat some down. The only person, the, the only thing they're going to understand that if they're spiritually dead is that they are a sinner that needs a Savior. They'll understand the gospel. Amen. So that's where you start. And, and so many times we run off the, the, the loss by beating them and bashing them and we don't share the greatest thing, news ever, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's where we need to be. Listen, don't, don't, it's not about theological discussions where we, where we, 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 we win the argument or we win the head argument. It's about getting to their heart and telling them, listen, they are dead and they need to be made alive. The Bible says this. He said, how did we get that way? Well, remember back in the Garden of Eden? How did we get spiritually dead? Well, uh, well tell you what, we're born that way. But remember how it happened back in the Garden of Eden? Uh, the Lord God had commanded to... Uh, Adam and Eve, and he commanded them of the tree. He said, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he said, thou shalt not eat. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Satan comes along and he always, like he always does, he corrupts God's words and he tells them, you shall not surely die. But, and then we read in Genesis chapter 3 that, that she took of the fruit thereof and, and did eat and gave also to her husband with her and he did eat. Guess what? At that moment they ate. At that moment they were disobedient to, to the Holy God. The only thing that he told them they couldn't eat of. But, by the way, he said, you may freely eat of everything else. We think God's so restrictive, don't we? Hey, God's not that restrictive after all. You can freely eat of everything. But of one tree, that moment though, they spiritually 
died. You said, I read the Bible. They had kids after that. They didn't die. No, they didn't die physically. They died spiritually. And now since that point, every man, woman, and child, listen, that's been born uh, of, a, of a woman, every man that has a, that had a, uh, every person that's ever been born that had a human father as their father on this earth, which is about all of them except the Lord Jesus. Amen. Every single one of them now are born dead spiritually. You say, how do you get that? Well, Romans 5, 12 says, whereas by one man, that's Adam, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death is passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. See, see, people don't become a sinner when they sin. This is important. We sin because we are a sinner. We are born with the sin nature. Can I get an amen somewhere in there? Right? Hey, you, listen, that's so important. Listen, a dog does not become a dog because he barks, right? How many times have you heard that? Hey, a dog barks because he is a dog. That's the same idea with us. Likewise, we sin because we're sinners. And so, so why do we see a lost world out there behaving like sinners? Because that's who they are. <laughs> it's very important. And listen, an unbeliever is not sick. An unbeliever is dead. And he doesn't need to be woke socially. Here's what he needs. He needs to be awoke spiritually. So my question is today, are you woke? Are you woke? doesn't need a reformation. Listen, he needs a resurrection. He doesn't need a, uh, to turn over a new leaf. He needs a new life. doesn't need to be refined. He needs regeneration. You're conditioned before Christ. You're dead, and you need to be woke spiritually. But I want you to see this. Not only are you dead, were we dead? How many of you are thankful you're not dead anymore? Amen? Hey, but we, are, we were also disobedient. Not just dead, but disobedient. Paul writes here and tells those Ephesians believers, he says, look at verse 2, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. You follow the world's way, he said, according to the prince and power of the air. By the way, that's Satan, that's not God. The spirit that now worketh in the children of, what's that last word? Disobedience. Hey, our conditions for Christ, we were dead, but we were also disobedience. Before you and I were saved, the Bible says we were the children of disobedience. Now, there's a three primary areas that cause lost people to continue to live disobedient. The first one's simply this, the sources of disobedience is the devil. You see that in verse 2? He tells us, uh, according to the prince and power of the air. That's talking about the Lord Jesus. And he called, he said, your children... He ended up saying, children of disobedience at the end of the word, at the end of the verse. Now, I want you to understand something. That word children, I looked it up. It was pretty easy, pretty cool. It, it comes from hoios. Uh, yeah, you say it. I can't say it either. Amen. <laughs> Which specifically means this. This is pretty cool. It specifically refers to a person's origin or nature in relation to their father. Pay attention to that. That Greek word, that's what it actually refers to. Now he says then, you walk according to the prince of the air. We understand from the Bible, Satan is the prince of the air. Can I let you on a quick truth today? Not everybody is a child of God. Hey, you don't come a child of God until you get saved by the grace of God. Listen, until you got saved, before I was saved, I wasn't only dead, I was disobedient and I was a child of the devil. He was, he was my father, the prince of power there, and that's who I walked after. Uh, listen, we're not all God's children. Listen, when you're spiritually dead, the devil's your father. 
And because you're disobedient to Christ. Don't believe me? Listen to what Jesus said. He said, Ye are your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth in John 8, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh, he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not, Jesus said. And so the devil is the father of those that are spiritually dead. The devil is his father of those that are spiritually disobedient. And you don't become a child of God again until you get saved by the grace of God and are made spiritually alive. John put it this way, but as many as received him, to him he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Until then, the devil, listen to you, listen to me carefully, is, the, is your spiritual father. Huh. And it's that spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. See, the devil is one of the main sources of disobedience, but it's not just the devil because he went on and told us a couple more. He told us also the world is. The world is. Look back with me at verse number 2. The Bible says, where they walked according to the course of this world. He reminds us, before they trusted Christ, before you trusted Christ, before I trusted Christ, listen, we walked, we were the child of the devil and we walked according to the course of this world. That means we lived the same way the world lives. That means we listened to what the world listened to. That means we spoke just like the world. We watched the same things. We did the same things. And, and listen, you want to know what? We were like the world because we were part of them. And, and, and so today, this is why it's so important once you're saved. Listen, don't straddle the fence. You, you're either in or you're out. And, and, and Thank God that, listen, the Lord doesn't want us to talk and watch and listen and do everything the world does. Jesus said, you're either for me or against me. He said in James 4, 4, you adulterers and adulterers, know you not that friendship with the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. See, you're either a friend of God or a friend of the world. If you're a friend of the world, then according to the word of God, you're not a friend of God. And so it's time for you to wake up so you can be, instead of socially woke, so you can be spiritually woke. Because before we were saved, listen, we were dead. Before we were saved, we were disobedient. Causes of disobedience. Number one was, of course, Satan. Number two was the world. And number three, he gives us one more, was the flesh. Look what he says in verse three. The Bible says, among whom also we all had our conversation, our, our lifestyle, our manner of living is what that means, in times past, in the lust of our, what's that next word? Flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. The Bible tells us in 1 John 2.16, For all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is, listen, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And so that unsaved flesh, listen, it wants what the unsaved flesh wants. Y'all notice that? And then you couple that in with the world system and the influence of the devil. Next thing you know, you not only want what you want, you think you deserve what you want. Think about that in spiritual terms when you see this mess going on in our country right now. That's where they are. And they don't know any better. You want to know why? Because they're dead. Because they're disobedient. And they got a lot of sources of disobedience driving them, continuing them down that path. And Because and, uh, every one of us, listen, we're there at one point. You say, not me, preacher. You don't know me. I, I, I would, I've never been like that. Oh, yes, you have. Every one of us have transgressed God's law. You ever, how many of you told a lie? The rest of you just did. Amen. How many of you taken something that wasn't yours? Yeah. That means you're a liar. That means you're a thief. 
How many of you ever used God's name in vain? Right? How many of you ever put something ahead of God? That means you got idols. You just broke four of the Ten Commandments right there, and we just got started, right? Every one of us have transgressed God's law. That's why we needed Jesus. Thank God for that. Every one of us in the room have, have sinned and disobeyed God. And for all have sinned and come short of the glory of the God, the word said, the, the word of God says. So our condition before Christ, listen, we were dead, we were disobedient, and here's the saddest part of the whole thing, we were damned. You said, preacher, you can't say that. I just did. We were damned. Look at verse number three. The Bible says, among whom, among also, I'm sorry, among whom also, we had all our conversation and time pass and the lusts of our flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And listen, listen to the end of it. And we're by nature the children of wrath. In other words, we were on our way to the devil's hell. Listen to the way Paul put it in Second Thessalonians 2.12. That they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Why? Because they believed not in Jesus Christ. Mark 16, 16 says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. You're under the condemnation of God before we were saved. And if you're not saved today, you're right now under the condemnation of God. But praise God, you don't have to stay there. Listen to what the Lord said in John 3, and verse 17, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, in John three thirty six. And he, believeth, he that believeth not on the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God. God abideth in him. You say, preacher, what do I have to do this morning to go to hell? Let me answer that question. Absolutely nothing. You were born on your way there. You were born a sinner. And there's a holy and a just God that says sin must be paid for. And either you'll pay for it or you'll accept Jesus' payment for it from that cross. One or the other. You want to do anything to go to, anything to, go to hell. Huh. You're already on your way there if you've never been saved by the grace of God. All you have to do is physically be born and never trust in Christ. Listen, before coming to Christ and repentance and faith, every single one of us were dead. Every single one of us were disobedient. And every single one of us were damned. And there was not a thing in the world in our own strength that we could do about it. Think about that. No keeping of sacraments. No amount of good works. No, no scales. If I do more good than bad, then, then maybe the Lord lets me in. No amount of money I could give could get me there. No, doesn't matter how many times I've been sprinkled, tinkled, dunked, or sunk, or baptized. Listen, nothing was going to get us. We were dead, we were disobedient, and we were damned without Christ. That's who we were before we were saved. If it stopped there, it would be pretty sad news, wouldn't it? But I love verse 4. How many of you like verse 4? I like it when God butts in. How about you? Look with me verse number 4. Because not only do I want you to see your condition before Christ here, I want you to see the compassion of Christ. The Bible says, But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, remember that's where we were, He hath quickened. The word literally means made alive. Woke! <laughs> he's woke us. He's quickened us. He's made us alive together with Christ. 
by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hey, the compassion of Christ, but God who is rich in mercy. Thank God but for the but gods of the Bible. Hey, I like the psalmist said it this way, uh, that we, we know we all deserve hell, but... God. Psalm 78 verse 38, but he being full of compassion forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. The psalmist said in Psalm 145 verse 8, the Lord is gracious, praise God, and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. Over and over, the Bible tells us that Jesus had compassion on sinners. How many of you are thankful for that day when you look back and you know you were dead, you know you were disobedient, you know you were down, but but God, Jesus had compassion on you. I thank God for that day. I look back when he had compassion on this old soul and, and saved this old soul from the devil's hell. Hey, that's the kind of woke we need this morning. That's the kind of woke our society needs. Not, not social wokeness, but spiritual wokeness. And that kind of wokeness only comes by repentance, a change of mind that leads to a change of action and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection. That's what it's going to take. Listen, that's the world, the woke the world needs to be. My question this morning, are you woke? Are you woke? We see, listen, we see your condition before Christ. We see the compassion of Christ. But, but look what drives his compassion with me. Look as we look at the, the word of God this morning, the motivation for his compassion. You know what I know what it is? It's his love. The Bible says in verse 4, but God who is rich in mercy... <laughs> For his great love, praise God for his great love, wherewith he loved us. John said, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Romans 5, 8 still says, For God commendeth his love towards us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. How many of you think for the love of God this morning? Amen. I certainly am. Hey, if I were the only sinner, if you were the only sinner ever lived, he still would have come. He loved you so much and died in your place. The compassion of Christ, the motivation of it was his love. But I want you to see the manifestation of it. That was his grace and that was his mercy. Why, it's true. God is love. Let me tell you a theological fact. His love won't save you. We're not saved because of his love. Remember the Bible says, for God so loved the world. If we were, the whole world would be saved. We're saved because of His grace and mercy. He goes on to say in verse 5, Even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ. For by grace are you saved. Look down in verse 8, he says this, For by grace are you saved through faith. And it's not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Friends, it's not our works. It's His great grace and His great mercy that saves us. How many of you thank for His grace and mercy? I certainly am. In His mercy, you know what that means? It simply means this. He does not give us what we do deserve. That's what mercy is. That we don't get what we do deserve. Grace is this. This is when we get what we don't deserve. You put the two together, and here's what he's saying to you. He's saying, listen, through my mercy, uh, through my mercy, you're not going to get what you do deserve. But because of my grace, you're going to get what you don't deserve. That's pretty good stuff right there, isn't it? How many of you think for his grace and mercy? You know what? That's the Lord's compassion on you. We were dead. We were disobedient. We were, listen, already down. But, but praise God, the compassion of Christ showed up, and, and we see the 
the motivation of it, that's his love. We see the uh, the manifestation of it, that's grace, and that is mercy. And, and we understand, listen, we can't earn salvation. It's only through his grace, only through his mercy. The Bible says so much about his mercy. I like how the psalmist said in, in Psalm 86, verse 15, he said, But thou, Lord, art a God full of compassion, gracious and long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and in truth. Peter called it this. He called it an abundant mercy. First Peter 1 Peter 1.3, he said this, But blessed be the God and our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, according to His abundant mercy, hath begotten us again to lively hope by the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, thank God He raised us from the dead. And, and let me give you some more good news here this morning. Listen, God's grace and mercy is available not just to some select few, but to the whole world. Amen. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. He's willing to save you. He's willing to take you from down to, to, to doomed or to disobedient. Take that person and by his compassion, through his love, and because of his grace and mercy, save your soul, give you a home in, in heaven and, and an eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. Save you from the pits of hell this morning. Forgive you of your sins. Cast them as far as the east is from the west is, and as deep as the depths of the ocean. And you could leave this place. You could be with, maybe watching online. You could leave wherever you're sitting right now knowing that heaven is your home if today you would accept his grace if today you would turn if today you would put your faith not in your good works not in your church membership not in anything you can do but in what jesus did when he died for you was buried and rose again the compassion of christ listen i'm thankful the grace of god that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men hey the compassion of christ it's motivated by his love it's manifested in his grace so we see, listen, our condition before Christ. We, we see the compassion of Christ. But lastly, I want you to see this today. Your condition after trusting Christ. Amen. Our condition after trusting Christ. Hey, we've seen what we were. Praise God, we ain't what we were. You say, preacher, I look at you every week, listen to you every week, and you ain't much. you all going right, I ain't much. But I'll tell you what, I ain't what it was. Amen. And I'm thankful it's because of the grace and the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ. So what is our condition after after we trust in Christ? Let me just tell you what it is. Number one, we're saved. Amen. Saved, saved, saved. I remember old Helen up here, every time we'd sing, and she, before she went on to be the Lord up here in the choir, and she'd sing that song, we'd sing that song, she'd pump that fist every time. Saved 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 to the uttermost she'd sing and i praise god that's what we were we were saved look what the bible says he says this we were quickened look back at verse one and you have he quickened literally made alive is what that word means hey you were woke spiritually is what happened here who were dead in trespasses and sin. I was dead. I was stuck in my sins and trespasses on my way to the devil's hell. But praise God, when I trusted in Jesus, when I put my full trust in Him, hey, I got awoken that day. I got quickened. I got made alive. And, and I was born again in Christ. Jesus calls us that. He calls it being born again. And He's talking about a spiritual birth there. He said in John 3, 7, Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. And Peter said this, you're born again of the incorruptible seed. That was the word of the living God. Hey, we're, we who are spirit, were spiritually dead have been quickened, made alive, saved by the grace of God. We're heaven bound with a hammer down, as Mays Jackson used to say, and there ain't nothing the devil, the world, and even myself can do about it. How many of you are thankful for that? Amen. People running around saying, I can lose it, I can lose it, I can lose it. <laughs> if you can lose it, you must have thought you did something to get it. Amen. It's the gift of God. Thank God that. 
See, this world doesn't mean to be woke socially. Maybe we do in some areas. I, I'm not here to debate that. But we really need this. We need to be woke spiritually. Spiritual awakens what we need, and that's only going to come. Listen, when that old dead man hears the gospel that there is a Savior in heaven that loved them, doesn't want them to die in their sins, and they put their trust in, he quickens us, saves us by the grace of God, born again spiritually. That's what we are. But not only are we saved, can I tell you what happens after uh, who we were dead and disobedient and, and down, but now who we are in Christ because of His compassion, grace, love, and mercy is this. Here we are in Christ. We're saved. We're also seated. He said, you're seated? Yeah, look with me, verse number 6. I like this verse. You say, I know you like that verse, preacher. You, you hit it about every week sometime. <laughs> yeah, I like this verse. Look what it says. And hath raised us up together. Y'all know what half is? That's an old English word, right? Y'all know what tense that's in? I mean, it's already happened. Past tense. He hath raised us up together. We're not waiting for this. This is as good as done in God's eye. Past tense. He said, He hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You know the word sit there. The word seed it, when you study that in your Bible, every time you see it, here's the idea of it. It means the work is finished. It's done. It's settled. Hey, uh, over in Hebrews, the, the author of Hebrews write this, talking about Jesus and His death, burial, and resurrection, and, and ascension into heaven. He said, Who being in the brightness of His glory and express image of His person, upholding all things by the word of His power, when He had pur Himself purged our, our sins... Thank God He purged our sins. Amen. Sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Why did He sit down? His work was done. <laughs> Salvation's work was done. Hebrews 10, 12 says this, But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. You say, listen, the only time I see Jesus standing up before He comes back again, amen, and that, that could be any day. Are you ready? <laughs> hey, before He comes back, the only time I ever see Him standing up is when Stephen's getting stoned. His great servant. But other than that, you want to know what? He's sitting, the Bible says, at the right hand of God. Why is he sitting? Seated in the Bible. Sitting in the Bible means it's done. It's finished. To tell us die. The work is done. Hey, the day you got saved uh, by the grace of God, listen, the Bible said you already have, he's already raised us up. We're already sitting together with Christ in heaven, in heavenly place. He said, I, no preacher, I'm sitting right here in this pew and you're standing right up there on that pulpit. Uh, that doesn't make, listen, that's who you see in the flesh, but spiritually it is as good is done. I'm already in glory. Amen. So we ought to start living that way, shouldn't we? Hey, nothing's going to change that. I'm already, already seated in heavenly places. Why don't we start living like that? Man, where we're living lives, everything's getting us down to skirt. I understand all that. There's a lot going on in this world. But listen, I was, I was damned. I was dead. I was disobedient. But now I'm saved by the grace of God. And now I'm already seated in heavenly places. So let me tell you what I think about this world. Here you go. <laughs> My Jesus says I'm already there. I don't really matter how bad it gets here because I'm already there. In Christ Jesus, thank God. I'm saved. I'm seated. The work is done. We're already seated there. It's a sure thing is what he's saying. But our work here is not done. His work's done. But our work's not done. Because look with me, the last thing I want you to see. Not only our condition after trust in Christ, we're saved. 
Hey, we're seated. Praise God. But just one more. We're also sent. Look at verse 10. We'll go to the hyper-Calvinist playground here for a minute. Verse 10 says this, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Notice the order. Very important. He's not saying you got to do good works to get saved. He's saying you're already saved. By grace are you saved through faith. It's not of your works. It's a gift of God. He made that abundantly clear just the verse before, didn't he? No works had anything to do with it. But now he said that now that you are saved, guess what? God had preordained a plan for those that were going to trust in Jesus Christ. And his plan was this, that you will now live a life full of good works. That you would now go live a life that makes people hungry for the Lord Jesus Christ. That you would realize there is a lost world out there that is dead. There's a lost world out there that is living in disobedience to God. There's a lost world out there that is already down because they've been born with a sin nature that needs to know there's a God in heaven full of compassion and loved them with so much love that He extended grace and mercy unto them. He died in their place was buried rose again. And if they put their trust in him, then they can, their dead can be made quickened, made alive, saved by the grace of God. They can already be seated in heavenly places. And he told us, we're the ones that are sent to tell them. And sent to live like a saved person. Again, notice the order. We don't do good works to be saved. We do good works because we're saved. Because we've been quickened. Because we've been woke spiritually. Why? Because we were bought with a price. Amen. The Bible says, Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit. Both are important to God. Which are yours. Is that what he said? It's my body. My choice. How many of us say that? Hey, I'm not just talking about the abortion stuff. You know, the ladies like saying, my body, my choice. Boo, 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 boo. What about the baby's body, his choice? We'll get off that real quick. I'm talking about even you. We run around as Christians and say that all the time. My body, my choice. My Bible disagrees with you. He said we belong to him. It's his body. It's his choice. And he says, listen, we were bought with a price, the ultimate price, the blood of the perfect Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, here's your job now. Here's what I'm sending you to do. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit. We're sent with a task. Jesus said it this way, Matthew 5.16. He said, let your light so shine before men they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Hey, we've been sent. Thank God I was dead and I was disobedient, and I was damned already. But thank God there was a but God whose love, compassion, mercy, and grace reached down further than I could reach up, saved my wretched soul, and then seated me in heavenly places. But don't forget, dear Christians, you weren't saved so you could just chew on your fingernails and wait for the Lord to return. You've been sent. you got a job to do. i got a job to do. That job is, yeah, we need to preach the gospel to every creature, but it's also to live it in front of others. It's to also, listen, to shine our light, let our light so shine before men that they may see your good works, 
Not because your good works saved you, but because your good works were preordained of God once you were saved to glorify Him, to glorify your Father which is in heaven. Don't ever forget you were bought with a price. Don't ever forget your body's not yours. It belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't ever forget we're supposed to glorify Him in all we do. So then here's the question this morning. The question is simply this. Are you woke? Are you woke? Now I'm not talking about are you socially woke. That's between you and whatever. But I'm talking about something much more important. Are you woke spiritually? You say, well, preacher, how would I know? Well, it's pretty simple. Has there ever been a day, a time, and a place? You say, oh, I've always known God. No, you haven't. You were dead. You were disobedient. You were damned. That's the way you were born. You haven't always known God. Well, I've always believed in God. No, you haven't. There had to be a time and a place. You might have believed there was a God, but there had to be a time and a place where you repented, changed your mind, and put and believed the gospel, put your full weight, trust, and confidence in the fact that Jesus died for you, was buried for you, and rose again for you. Have you ever done that? If you haven't done that, listen, then you've not been born again. You are still dead, and you are still disobedient, and you are still damned according to the Word of God. But praise God, you don't have to stay that way. Because wherewith the love that He loved us with, through His grace and mercy, He sent His Son to die on that cross, to bleed, to be buried, to raise again. And if you'll put your trust in Him today, He'll save you. He'll seat you. And He'll send you. Are you woke? That's the question this morning. Are you woke? Father, we thank You for our time together today. Thank You for the Word of God. Lord, thank you that no matter where we preach, it applies to each and every one of us. Lord, I don't know where everybody in this room stands this morning. I don't know where everybody that's listening on live stream stands this morning. I don't know where the, the folks in the parking lot listening via radio this morning stand with an almighty God. But I do know this. Your word makes abundantly clear that if they've never repented, if they've never put their trust in Jesus and Jesus alone, then they are still damned. They're still in their sins and trespasses. They're dead. Listen, Lord, they're, they're disobedient. And according to the word of God, they're damned. But they don't have to because there's a God in heaven, the but God, that butted in through His love, through His compassion, through His mercy, and through His grace that willingly paid their sin debt for them. And Lord, they could leave right now. They could, they could right now where they sit or watch, wherever they are, they could right now go from dead to made alive, from death to quickened, from dead to woke, from death to eternal life by trusting in Jesus. I pray that, Lord, you do your work as only you can during this invitation in Jesus' name. Amen. If everybody would stand with heads bowed and eyes closed all over the room, let me let me ask a question here. How many of you would just say with no one looking around, this is for you back home too, those listening on the Internet and those on the radio, how many of you could say right now with beyond a shadow of a doubt, preacher, I know if I died today, heaven would be my home. I know that because i got scriptural reasons for it. Anybody, how many of you could say that? Just hold your hands up, praise the Lord. If you're here today and you could not raise that hand, can I encourage you? You can today know the answer to that question. The answer relies on what you did with Jesus. Did you change your mind? That's what repentance means. Did you believe, put your full weight and trust in His death, burial, and resurrection? 
Paul put it this way. How to appropriate that for your life. Romans 10.9 He said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God is raising from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Not might be, not I hope so. Done deal, thou shalt be saved. So here's my question. You ever had a day where you confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord? You ever had a day where you agreed with God that you're a sinner and that Jesus is the Savior, that He's Lord? Have you ever had a time where you did that? A time and a place. Not I've always believed, no, no, no. You've always been dead. But today the Lord wants to make you alive. Have you ever had a time and place where you, where you didn't just confess with your mouth, though? Here's a very important part. But I also believed in my heart. What did I believe in the, the gospel message and the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ? That God raised him from the dead. If you've had that time and place, guess what? Praise God, you can claim the promise today. Thou shalt be saved. You are saved, seated, and now you're sent. But if you can't claim that today, let me encourage you today. Don't leave this place without claiming it. Call upon his name today. Pray something from your own heart. Say, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Tell him that you're a sinner. Tell him you believe that he's a Savior. And when you confess that with the mouth and you believe it in that heart, listen, my Bible says thou shalt be saved. It's pretty doggone simple. Get it settled today. Father, have your will away again in this invitation in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's Miss Joanne play softly this morning. Here's what I'm going to ask. Is there anybody in the room? Just be honest. No one's looking around. Not embarrassing you. I'm not calling you out. Anybody in the room? Just be honest. Say, preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved. I'd sure like to have some questions answered. I'd sure like to know for sure today. Anybody like that in the room? Anybody? If you're listening, watching, wherever you are in this world today, and you're not sure, get sure today. Call upon His name right there. You don't need me to lead you in a prayer. Just change your mind. Say, Lord, I believe. And I believe Jesus died for me. I believe He rose again for me. I'm putting my trust in You. He'll save you right where you are. Let me ask you this real quick. Dear saints of God, dear saved people this morning, have we forgotten that we were sent? We know we're saved. Praise God. We know we're sealed. Hey, y'all are quiet crowd inside, but if we're outside, y'all have blew the horns till it was blue in the face. Amen. But have we forgotten we were sent? Have we forgotten there's a lost world watching every move we make? God forbid, should I say, reading every post we make? Seeing if there's anything different in us from the rest of the world. Let me ask you, what do they see? What do they hear from you? See, God didn't just save you. and didn't just already seat you in heavenly places. But he says, i got a job for you to do. Go let your light shine before men. So that they may glorify our Father who whips in heaven. Hey, they need to see our good works. They need to see there's something different about us. Let's be careful and let's be diligent about telling folks about the Lord Jesus and about living a life that gives glory to Him. We've been sent. Before I turn it back over to Ethan with the last song,
We haven't done this in a while, but I got somebody I need to embarrass. And I think just one of them in here. I think the other one's outside, so I can't embarrass her today, but we'll get her later. But Miss Isla Faye Glick, where are you? Now, this has been a while. I think back in April she completed it, but uh, first time we've given it, she completed all 30 parts of the Through the Bible series. And so, Discipleship Series, y'all give her a hand for working through that. Amen. And now I'm in real trouble. Amen. Uh, and. Was that enough, Miss Sharon, or was I supposed to embarrass her more? What else was I supposed? What else did you tell me I was supposed to say? <laughs> amen, amen, amen. You say, what is that? What, what was she doing? Let me encourage you today. If you haven't gone through our A to Z discipleship, there's a sign-up sheet on the back table. Hey, sign up for that. I'd encourage you to do that one first. That's a good doctrinal one. And then, then after that, once you're through that, there's a through the Bible discipleship where you can just go through the Bible, answer questions all the way through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and uh, just give you a good way to get in God's Word every single week. Amen. And uh, we believe the Word of God is what changes people. Amen. And so make sure you're in the Word of God. And I invite you to be in those things. All right, Brother Ethan, you will come close us with a song today. Again, if you're interested in the races next Saturday, I need you to sign up today. If you did sign up and you say, I can't go now, I need you to mark it off before you leave today. That way I don't order tickets and, uh, and get stuck with it and have to send you bills in the mail. I'm just kidding. Amen. God bless. Let's everyone go ahead and please stand. Sing our final song, the first verse and chorus of All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. Thank you, you are dismissed. We'll see you this evening.